Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we are live uh, from the studio of my home office, and also we are live on Facebook. So we love to do these shows for you. It helps bring a little bit more humanity to sexuality, and hopefully we're helping to kind of normalize the conversations. Um, I Okay, that's an interesting way for you to put that. Do you have your seatbelt on? <laughs> no. Okay. I, don't, I like to fly without a seatbelt. Thank you. You're so passionate, you. it's hard for you to stay sitting. It is. I know. <laughs> I do get fired up. Well, you know, th- these are important these are important parts of our life. And as a woman in this world, if, if you're not a woman in this world, I'm sorry. As much as I know you want to know what it's like, you cannot know what it's like to be raised and live as a woman in this world. And it's very different. It's like me trying to say I know what it's like to be black or I know what it's like to be Asian or I know what it's like to be a man or I know what it's like to be trans or, you know, we, we, we can't know unless we've walked out that walk. And being being a woman <coughs> in this world um, does have uh, some uh, f- frustrations in terms of how we're treated uh, and how we're we're seen. And so we're going to be talking about that a little bit on the show today. <laughs> Larry says his seatbelt's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang in there because we're going for a ride. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, one of your favorite topics, sex. Sex, yes. <laughs> it is my favorite topic. I, I, I got to go to school and study it. <laughs> well, it's, it, and it always, it always um, comes back to um, misunderstandings, misperceptions, yeah. and judgment. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, those are your passion topics, I think. Yeah. That one word is hard for me to say. What? Which one? <laughs> Very which, nice. Which word is hard for you? Let's, let's, you know, Objectification? Like, yes. Okay. For some reason, I get tongue-tied with that one. Sexualization is a little easier. Sexualization. Objectification. Objectification. Yeah, that's a hard Just one. Just put the fuck word in there. Objectification. No. Yeah, no, that won't work for me. Sorry. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go there, huh? No, no. Well, I, and I, but I think that these are really important topics because we're, we're I'm being censored on a lot of different um, arenas. And, and I know that we have me, we now, and... But I, I tried to go there, honestly, and it's just a bunch of dicks. Dick, 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 dick. You know, it's like it's like guys go, okay, well, I can post my dick pics, yay, and that's all you see is dicks, and it, it that's that to me that's so what, misses what, the point. Well, but what have you learned from that, and based on the on the concept of that side? <laughs> well. I don't. I, I, I've learned that as soon as you as soon as you unleash people, um, the women they still want to post artistic things. The men just want to post dick pictures, and I think that we have to educate both men and women. First of all, guys, women are not that interested in your dicks. 
just sorry. I mean, they're they're interesting if we know you and we want to play with you and we want to investigate you, then they're interesting. But just as a picture, they're just kind of not that interesting. And you you like them more because they're your sex tool. But that would, you know, and, and I know that we have different mindsets around what we want to see. And I think guys still hope that if they show a dick pic, they're going to get a pussy pic back. You know, yeah, I, I think uh, that's I'm, probably the I'm kind not of sure. the, the hope. I'm not sure how that's, that seems to be the, the one of the main problems that you that you have with the online uh, social media. But, right. you know, yeah, I'm not sure uh, why that helps them or what the incentive is i would think it would die out pretty quickly because it's not that effective or is it effective yeah i don't i don't i don't believe it is that effective but i think so somebody says yeah but we are so proud of what we have right but that's but why you didn't do anything to get it you didn't make it well how could you be proud of something that just came along with the rest of you that would be like me being proud of my the you know the the feet and legs i have i'm not proud of them i appreciate them i'm glad i have them i i take care of them but they're for me they're not for you so i think the idea that men have around their penis is a myth and it's pissing a lot of women off and it's actually turning women off to men I think you need to understand that, that men's obsession with their dicks and, and creating these these really kind of gross dick pictures and shoving them in our faces, it, it feels like an assault and it's not hot and it's not it's not making us want you more. So if if your goal as a man and I had a conversation with uh, somebody I, I really respect yesterday and and I was asking him, well, what do men want? And I'm going to be talking about that on a future show. And one of the things that he said, you know, is more sex. So, okay, if you want more sex, then you better figure out what women want, not just what you want. Because you think, I want more sex. My dick is going to give me pleasure. Therefore, I'm going to show you my dick and you're going to want sex. And it's not working. So... Women show their boobs clothed, yeah, and guys are not able to show that. What? Guys can show their boobs. Women can't show their boobs. In fact, my nipple just got, um, I, I took a really artistic picture the other day in the pool. So I was covered with water. There were lots of shadows and shading. And it was just kind of a top-down picture, very artistic. <clears throat> and uh, Instagram took it down because you could see a hint of a tip of a nipple hint like a, like a shadow so women are are being censored for the same part of the body that men have that they can show all over the place nipples so let's talk about nipples well i think that's what started this whole show right is your censorship about uh, pictures on the uh, social media yeah but it's but it's such a slippery slope it's hard to know where to set the guidelines and uh, and so they you know, right now, um, women are asked to cover up those parts, and and so social media is kind of mirroring that. You don't walk out into your community with uh, your nipples showing. But you can. It's not illegal. Right, but but it isn't happening. It is in New York. <laughs> I mean, it, it it is happening. It's happening more in beaches, and if you go to Europe. 
it's it's not uncommon to see women with very sheer tops on and no bras. Um, the beaches are covered with topless people. People aren't see the difference is how we view the woman's body, and that's really what I want to come down to today is because there's this uh, Western attitude and a lot of a uh, uh, kind of archaic Eastern cultures as well that women are sex objects. Therefore, a woman's body is sexually objectified. And I had, um, I actually had one of the social medias take down a post of mine because they said that, uh, that, people, that, that people were viewing it as sexually enticing. And I just kind of paused and went, isn't that the same excuse that they're using to blame women for their own rapes? That's the rape mentality that's still coming through our cultural beliefs that somehow what I do, what I wear, what I show is responsible for another person's behavior, thoughts, or attitudes. How could that possibly be? Okay, I've got you stumped. You got me stumped. Okay. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, we, we are influenced by what we see. So, um, learning sure. new behavior to stop that is, uh, you know, desensitization is probably one of the ways that that would occur. And so, if all women were not covering up their breasts and their nipples were present, then I think over time things would desensitize. Do you, and you use that word desensitization. We've had this conversation before. And do you, is it desensitization or just naturalization? Well, because when, because when. boobs because our bodies aren't sex objects. So if you, if if a person's view is that I am a sex object. And the only way they can get around that is to desensitize their sexuality. They got problems. That's a bigger problem because they don't understand sexuality. They've been really misled to believe that my body is their right to have for their sexual pleasure. Well, they they have. I don't want to necessarily be the devil's advocate the whole time here. Good. Work out for me. No. But everybody has to decide who they're going to interact with and who they're who is interesting to them. Sure. So you profile a little bit before you interact. And um, I don't think profiling is the correct term, but I think you know what you're you're attracted to. I mean, being attracted to somebody isn't sexualizing them. Making somebody a sexual object is mistreating them, is dehumanizing them, and expecting. It's like these guys that say, you know, I want to, I want to meet you because I want. I had a guy just write say the other day, um, if I meet you, will will you? Will, can I do you? I go, well, what? Why? Why the fuck would you think I would do you? You know, well, you but know. he feels entitled because he wants me he thinks he wants me he doesn't know me he's never met me but he sees an image of me therefore he's created a sexual object image in his consciousness and he thinks he should have that yeah he's skipping ahead too fast that's for sure i mean he doesn't know you and he doesn't know 
what you're about. He may not even like you after he gets to know you. <laughs> Maybe not. So, Maybe way too more po- too powerful for him, and he might not be willing to be tied up. But, it, um, <laughs> but I, I think that um, it's it's got to be some on this on the basis of some efficiency. You know, efficiency. And and these guys just aren't getting that that isn't working, and that it's it feels like an assault. Yes. Of sorts when they when they volunteer that you know so. Um, but the, the desensitization concept is, is, you know, we, we do, I do use the word profile because you, there are, however you want to think about it, you ask yourself, is that other person worth my time? And so I go to the Y and I start swimming and there are a lot of people swimming in the pool, but there was one person in particular that I talked to. So there must've been something about, I don't know him at all. And there must have been something about him that was interesting to me, how he swam through the water, mm-hmm. how he, what he was doing with his workouts, you know, uh, how but, efficient he was. But would you have gone up to him and just said, hey, I want to fuck you. You look good. I want to fuck you. Well, the point is, is that I didn't go up to any of the other people and introduce myself. But there, you're, I think we're talking about two very separate subjects, attraction and desire to get to know somebody somebody that has an interest that you're interested in and you want to get to know them and respectfully interacting with them versus turning somebody into a uh, inanimate object like a sex doll that you just think you can have and do something to without any interaction or any consent from them. Well, I think, I think it is, it is um, a question of whether, uh, you know, an exposed breast would influence somebody to want to get to know somebody. You know, and, and, and then, like I said, he skips three steps ahead and says, well, let's go play in the bedroom or let's get nasty. You know, that's that's skipping all of the other fun stuff. But he's he's trying to be efficient. It doesn't work. <clears throat> so are you saying that if I show a breast that I'm responsible for how another person treats me because I've shown him my breast? Um, no, I think I think that. It's uh, it's more likely to attract a certain group of people. People who like breasts, uh, or people, people who, who like, like freedom, or people who like confidence, or people who like not, edgy, or uh, naughty. Yeah. Naughty. Yeah. Okay. That's. But how? Ha- but how? How does that? How does that? Um, how does that make me responsible for their behavior? All right. We're running over. I forgot to put the clock up. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about sexualization and objectification. Oh, my gosh, dear. I didn't put your seatbelt on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. 
The Thrums of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throws of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. We're here duking it out in the studio today. <laughs> put my seatbelt yeah, on. Yeah, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> no, I got my gloves on. Somebody somebody said the other day that I've never seen somebody beat somebody up with such with such grace. And I said, well, I wear silk boxing gloves. <laughs> well, I think when you get to the end result, it's um, it's... Uh, you know, it creates an angst and you feel violated. And so, yeah. you know, you're trying to work your way backward to understand how, how in the world does this happen? Why does it occur? And I think that, you know, we have social norms and social graces, which kind of give people some guidelines on how to interact with one another. And through the ages, these have waxed and waned from the Victorian era where things were very, very... Uh, tightly scripted and covered up to the hippie era where people were, uh, you know, living free. And um, as long as you surround yourself with the same group of people, there's never going to be any um, uh, discussion or concern. But what's right now we're in the process of trying to create diversification. Everything's going to be different for everybody. So it's getting harder to know what is okay and what is offensive you know Mm -hmm. a nipple is going to be offensive to some people based on their culture right and in others it's going to be attractive but you don't know who's who anymore because we've decided to uh, become so diverse and so do you default to the least uh you know or do you how do you default everybody's confused so you got to straighten them out yeah well and and i think that you don't have to, if you don't like what you see, you just don't, you, can, you have to not look. I mean, yeah. And that's what's can, in, interesting about social media. Yeah. You have total, total flexibility control over what you're going to see. Yeah. Over, over what's going on there. Right. Unless you feel like you have an obligation to try to police social media. Right. And, and, and I think that now you're starting, for me, that's starting to, to home in on a little bit. But yet when you go to that other side and there's no police at all, even for you, you voted to not participate in that group for very long because right. it was not fun for you. Right. Yeah. So they have to, the social media company has to put up their own guidelines 
so that it stays fun and they're successful and on and on and on. We well, can- I mean, and I, I think, and, and I didn't, I don't, I don't uh, diss what's happening at MeWe. I think that's perhaps that's what that site needs to be. It's, it's a porn, it's a porn site. Um, well, it may evolve, but yeah. Right. But it will, it will be interesting to see once people feel like they can, uh, they can show all of that over and over again and what, what kind of feedback they get. Then they might decide that they need to get a little more artistic or have a little bit more something to say. But I think what I'm what I'm really uh, balking at is the, the 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 ageism, the sexism, the racism that I'm seeing from the powers to be at social media companies. They are they are not objective. They are not trying to evolve. They are not looking at it with new eyes, with with culturally diverse eyes or a broader perspective. They're holding on to some very old and archaic thinking. And they're supporting the sexualization of women. They're supporting objectification by banning me because of a hint of a nipple shows on my body. But you could show both nipples full open Nobody would say a word. You're, you know, for some reason, these little tiny circles on our body have been sexualized so strongly that they're willing to piss me off. When, and I bring a lot of freaking content to these ma- machines, which would be nothing without people like me. Well, they I- would just be bl- blank slates. They don't provide any content. Well, culturally, then the 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 yin and the yang there is is it for men to start covering up? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I mean you're how, well, about, it should be consistent one way or the other, right? If you're talking about a fairness issue, then men men start covering up. How that work out for you? How would that work out for me? Yeah. I don't care. I mean, if, as long as it's fair, just don't ch- that it's sexism. So if if they really if nipples are really that. If they really believe that nipples incite violence and nipples incite rape and nipples incite horror and whatever whatever they're thinking happens when people see a nipple, I mean, I, I just can't imagine what's going on in their minds. Like, oh, my God, there's a nipple. Uh, the w- world is going to end. I mean, they have to think something really bad's going to happen. Well, they've, they've given the they've given the given away at the breast itself, you know, um, showing showing the top, the side, the the bottom, the shape, all of that's, you know. Right, just not the nipple. Just not the nipple. So, they, right. I mean, they could you could back it up and say cover up the whole thing. Okay. I mean, but does it make sense that they would ban and punish, punish? I mean, if they treat us like a, a disobedient dog, they punish us. For a hint of a nipple. However, and I I, I went through social media on this the other day. I could wear a completely sheer top that showed my nipples perfectly clear and that would be okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, they've got these funny lines or trying to walk a fine line. And um, it would be interesting to know who's complaining and who's reporting and right. if this is all mechanical or, or if the majority of the people reporting are women. Well, I asked for um, a review on the last one from Instagram and they reviewed it and they came back and said, yep, you violated our, our thing. So, and I have had the same thing with YouTube, I've, you know, 
So, yeah, I push the boundaries, but I don't put any porn out there. I don't put any pussy shots. I don't put any blatant bare breast, open, wide open shots. They're always artistic and a hint and a, and a, uh, they're, they're, I would call more erotic. And, but those still get in trouble. I, I guess they're illegal no matter what you're doing. If it's just a random shot or a, or a sexy picture, you know, erotic picture. And yet some of the, the stars, some of the, the big names that bring a lot of people to social media, they get away with it. So it's not, it's not rational. It's not reasonable, and that's what pisses me off. And I think that it's st- it, the undercurrent that really upsets me is that it perpetuates the sexualization and objectification of women's bodies. So you're being bot objectified by the robots of the, com- of the computer world. And then the people that review them. I mean, they say they say it's a manual review, which means that they have to... They're probably, Look looking, they're probably looking at the picture going, wow, that's hot. Yep, that violates. <laughs> well, I did have I did have one of them actually say that, that this this is this is um, stimulating erotic thought from the viewers. And I'm thinking, how the fuck is that my problem? I, I, I have no control because another person might go, wow, that's really beautiful. That's art. I can see your freedom. I can see your vulnerability. I can appreciate you as a woman and you know what you're trying to accomplish i i people say things like that so how how am i responsible for what another how another person sexualizes me well i agree i mean on social media you can decide very carefully who you interact with and you're not forced to expose yourself to anything that um is uncomfortable for you so i I think you do have complete control walking down the street Maybe less control, you know, but but social media totally, totally have complete control. Okay. Do you ever walk down the street and see something that isn't attractive to you? Of course. Should that person be banned from walking down the street because you don't like what you see? Um, I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they walk a different way. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> We're going to watch some husband abuse on yeah, the show I, here. I'm not safe because the arm is extends past. So even if the even if the seatbelt's on, it does. I only get hit once, and then I have to to walk away. I think I think, dear, you struggle living in a judgmental world, and that's why when you go to Jamaica, you feel so much more natural and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And there are places in the world where they've overcome these these artificial boundaries that uh, bug the heck out of you, you know, and, uh, and I think, I think when, you know, the social media is specifically hard for you because a lot of your, it affects your ability to make your living. Right. So, right. you know, walking down the street, you can walk a different way. Right. If, if I walk down the street and I get weird looks from people, I'll walk a different way. You know, if it creep me out, I'm not going to stand my ground. I'll walk a different way, you know, but, but, um, but on social media, uh, you are locked in a little bit more, and then you feel a little less uh, careful. Watch the timer there, too. Yeah, so. I got it. Okay. Yeah, so, and, you know, Sammy says that women women are not aware of who it will entice. So it, it's, it's, 
when we take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the the mindset, the the, the patriarchal uh, concepts that have taught us these things that have set the tone for us to have rape mentality and slut-shaming concepts. Men and women have done this. We've, we've created this society, and so it, it will require that we create a different society. And that's why we do this show, is to raise consciousness so that people can rethink how they're thinking, rethink the beliefs that they've just bought into, that they've never paused to look at the root of it. You know, blaming a woman for turning you on, you're turned on by your own process. She didn't do anything. And, and I, I had this conversation about orgasm the other day, you know, so we, we, can, we can carry on with that. Well, I think, I think, you know, a lot of times you just don't want to know what other people are thinking. And it might be as simple as uh, keep that thought to yourself. Well, yes. I, I live by the, what you think of me is none of my business. Right. So right. keep it to yourself. I right. Think, I think that's a good start right there. That's a good start. Yeah. All right. We're going to get ready for a break. So we're talking today about sexualization and objectification. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we are proudly hosted on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Please go visit the Sexy Lifestyle Network and listen to all the other incredible shows that are really bringing a higher awareness to human sexuality, relationships, um, eroticism, conversations, communication, all those. Getting getting comfortable with the topic is yeah. definitely important. Yeah. All right. So um, just like when that time when I made you say condom about a thousand times on the show. Yeah. Condom, right. condom, 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 condom. <laughs> so we go sex, 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 sex. But it's uh, but it's important because we as ad- adults have to be the educators of our kids and our grandkids. And so if we're not comfortable with the topic, how in the world can we expect them to be? All right, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. 
Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and we're talking about sexualization and objectification, and I am fired up and yeah, ready to def- attack. Definitely see, <laughs> definitely see Nancy passionate. Uh, uh, I think we, we go in complete circles, a uh, very difficult problem to try to solve, and yet uh, around and around we go. But we're talking about it. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about the men from down under, huh? The men from down under? Yeah. In Australia? Yeah, right. We're talking about thunder sexu- from down under. Talking about sexualization <laughs> and um, eroticism. Uh, and- well, uh, objectification. If you look at marketing, which is kind of an interesting, um, always interesting psychology, because I think marketing and psychology are the same thing. Right. And so you look at um, how a lot of companies are using uh, body parts to market and sell their their um, their products, even if there's not even related, you know, and and there there have been some uh, pretty blatantly objectifying uh, ads that are using sex to sell, but they're really using the body and how it looks and, and, and stigmatizing it as a sexual object in order to sell these products. And I think we need to, as consumers, awaken to the fact that that just perpetuates this right mentality, that perpetuates the belief that somehow how another person dresses or what kind of body they have, how, how they reveal their body or they don't reveal their body, that that's somehow responsible for another person's behavior, thoughts, or actions. And, and, and it's not. It just isn't. And we have to start to own our own shit. And this is a big problem in our society because we have a problem. We have a society of blame. We love to blame other people for our problems and for not, for, for not getting what we want. We like to blame other people rather than just owning our own shit and realizing that if, if, if nobody wants to have sex with you, maybe it's because you're an asshole. You know, maybe it's because you sit in your parents' basement and play video games all day. Maybe it's because you don't go out. You stay at home and you wait for Mr. Wright to show up at your door. Um, Maybe it's because you have a belief about yourself that's incorrect. And so, but we have to own our own stuff on that. And yet we still are a very blamed society. Somebody just posted a video the other day of a guy taking a, it was like a bat and having an argument with his girlfriend or wife, whatever she was. And he, she, they, he got mad at her and he just beat the crap out of her with it on video. And you hear people saying, Whoa, what did she do to earn, to deserve that? She must've really pissed him off for him to do that. That's rape mentality. That's the belief that somehow she deserved it. That whatever she did earned that beating. Like she earned the rape because of what she was wearing. Well, there are some there are some lines that, that shouldn't be crossed no matter what the, the environment is like. You know, I think I think I think that, uh, that that that's true. I mean, I think when things get too violent, then then that trumps any other uh, concept or cultural belief. Because violence is the universal, not okay uh, concept. 
But how do we get, but what is it, what steps does a person have to go through to get to the violence? And I think the first step is they feel like they have the right to the violence. They have, they, they believe men, men have been taught to believe that they have, they have every right to have sex with you if they want to, even if you don't want to, that it's their right and they they can take it. We watch that karate take then. And, you know, the, the, the a person who tends to be violent um, does depersonalize somebody. They don't, they don't care about that other right. person. They don't have any empathy. Right. It's, you're just there, and you have to be careful about assuming that you do uh, or that they will, that if they're going to bargain with you. Right. Once they've been violent, uh, they're, they're not going to be trustworthy in that area. And, and uh, based on cultural analysis of people who have been violent, but there, there are different levels to this. I know when you get a dick picture, you feel like that is violent. It is to you. It's a, and, it feels like it feels like an assault. And uh, yeah. and and yet, uh, you know, if we had to put different levels on it, that would be a lesser level than physical harm or physical rape. Um, but I think it bothers you from the standpoint that you think that that is the culture that leads to that. And, and that that needs to stop. And then on the other side, people believe that the culture of, of ex- excessive sexual enticement leads to that. And that needs to stop. And everybody gets confused about what's happening. Okay, you, you have to back up that. So you're saying that the culture of sexual enticement leads to violence and rape? I, I think that some people believe that. I don't believe that, but okay. I think that some people believe that. Well, that's and the that's so. the rape mentality. That's that's it's that. But that's the that's the that's kind of the basis of all of these beliefs, is that that you that one that men have no control over themselves, that boys will be boys and they'll act out and they don't have to be responsible for that. They're given excuses from the time they're t- little t- kids. And wrestling and beating each other up, oh, boys will be boys. Instead of instead of socializing them, you know, teaching them to be fully human, not just little animals. And and yet we we still have that mindset. And then they become teenagers, and they they go out and they cause trouble. They blow shit up. They burn things down. They 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 do all these behaviors that are really antisocial behaviors. And they're given the excuse, the boys will be boys. And then they get a little older and they, uh, oh, we got frozen. Well, I'm hoping that they're not, uh, you know, that there will be less forgiveness for any type of violent activity. I think, I think that's, you know, we're locking up thousands of people in the United States to try to make it safer because... We don't trust these people who t- tend to become violent. You you saw that. I mean, that's not happening though. Especially in the white boys, they're still getting off. The, there's another one that just 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 got off for rape. He was given six months, and then because his because he came from a good family and they had money, and they were educated, and he was white, and they let him off. If he was a black kid, he'd be in prison for years. So we still have a we still have a very inequitable system of punishment, which is which which again supports this whole rape mentality mindset and this whole patriarchal belief that somehow boys are above certain boys are above the law, and that all girls, 
whether, whether they're black, white, doesn't matter, that women are lesser than and they are objectified. Because if you can objectify women in a photograph and on social media, you objectify them generally. If you if you 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 don't objectify women, you would never send a woman a disparaging comment or a disrespectful. You probably don't even think disrespectful thoughts about women. Well, again, that's the that's the way we look for tendencies and, and ultimately profile somebody. I mean, people who mistreat pets are known to be more violent. Right. So, so I, I think I mean all of these things are out there. So. It, it gets uh, it gets a little overwhelming. I get overwhelmed because I don't necessarily have a good solution for you, dear. I oh, try to I want try to, to help you understand that that those people are out there, and that we can't. Obviously, we try to to push the culture a little bit different direction so that we have more comfort in discussing sexual topics and mm-hmm. such. Even mm-hmm. that has been difficult. Mm-hmm. So. So getting all the way to a point where we cure somebody with a mental illness, I don't, you know, that's overwhelming. So I don't think it's a mental illness, though. I think it's a social teaching. I think we teach people to believe what they believe. You know, you can go, you go to church for a long time. You believe what the church says, whether you rethink it or not, you, you believe that. And so we teach children to believe these things. And I think if we can if we can teach children to believe that women are sex objects, we can then teach people to to understand that they are not. And so that's that's my mission is to humanize and keep humanizing us and bringing bringing that humanity in. So when I say to people. If, If you met me in Starbucks, would you have said that to me? Would you have walked up to me? person to person and said that comment to me and they go well no I go well then why would you do it here I'm still me I'm still a human being on the other end of this message that you send it's not a it's not going into the abyss of of unconsciousness simple answer simple answer yeah no I don't have any simple answers what what, what have you done to people (laughs) who you've warned who have who have got in your space and uh, and um, well, I usually offensive. punch them and then I block them, but but just blocking and not saying anything doesn't teach, and I feel like there has to be a teaching moment there because clearly, if if they know better and they're still doing that, then they're total nitwits. But I think there are some people from other cultures <clears throat> that don't know better. Well, I think I think though. If they're in Starbucks, they'll learn quickly because the you know the shift is occurring, especially when it's personal and you're and you're in person, and you do have to worry about about somebody defending themselves, mm-hmm. and 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 that's going to occur more and more frequently. So I I think in on, on social media, there's so much less risk that uh, people ask themselves, is this a risky behavior? And in Starbucks, it's a very risky behavior. They could even be arrested and go to jail. But on social media, no, that's not going to happen. So they are unleashed. So they're unleashed, yeah. So I, I think that you're just seeing what human nature would be without any laws or guidelines. or, or um, And it's a, it's a little... That's a little, pathetic. 
a little sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's pathetic. All right. All right. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to maybe talk about some other ideas that we have about uh, sexualization and objectification. And if you have any comments or questions, please put them in the comments on the, the live feed or send them to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. And I'll make sure to answer every question that you send, as long as it's not about me personally. All right, we'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Have you checked out the Sexy Lifestyle Network? This is where people who want to know go. It's an online hub of knowledge, experience, products, and services that cater to this active lifestyle. We've got information and education about adults-only resorts, everything for your sexy lifestyle, and, of course, some great talk programs. Join the experts, guests, and unfiltered talk on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Visit thesexylifestyle.com for more information and to unlock the network. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is our final segment of The Conscious Living Sexuality Show today. And Mark and I are just uh, battling it out here, uh, du- duking out the the topic of objectification and, and sexualization. And I just wanted to read a comment that uh, one of our listeners wrote today, which is really, really hits the, hits the nail on the head for me. It says, my wife enjoys dressing sexy for herself and for me, her mate. This is in no way says to anyone, male or female, the right to disrespect her verbally or get into her space in any disrespecting way. There are plenty of ways to let a person know there is an attraction, and if there's mutual interest, you go from there. That's really great. Um, you know, insulting somebody or or dehumanizing them. I think that's what we have to remember: is is when we say something to somebody, are we are we talking about um, are we complimenting maybe their art form or their beauty or their intelligence? Or are we just talking about their physical attribute? I'm getting a cramp. Go Uh-oh. ahead. <laughs> their physical attribute um, and what we want to do to it. And I, I, I've had that conversation before with people that say, um, you know, I want to do something to you. And it's like, that's an assault. Anytime you do something to somebody without their consent, that's an assault. And why, why would you 
Why would you admit to that, first of all? The interactions are going well here. Uh, Another viewer writes, bad or inappropriate behavior is taught. Yes. And and I think it's 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 an ongoing, continuous teaching. So... So, you know, giving appropriate, nonviolent feedback to people who are not approaching you the right way Mm -hmm. is the best way to change this. If it's not working, eventually, if that's not meeting someone's goals, they're going to change it. So sending these pictures, for example, isn't resulting in any fun interaction. You know, after a few million, they'll probably figure out that they better do something else and you fixed one person. But... If we do it as a mass uh, uh, of people, people will slowly learn that these approaches aren't effective. And unfortunately, that's what, or fortunately, that's what keeps uh, life interesting is, is that these approaches are changing as time goes on, too. Uh, I had a strategy, which was, um, I've changed it over the years, but I used to leave the really disgusting posts or comments on my pictures up. You know, people would say really horrible, stupid things, and I would leave them there thinking, okay, well, that's going to show other people what an idiot that person is. But what I found is that that gave other idiots permission to do the same thing. They yeah. would see that, oh, she accepts that kind of comment, and and that's how that's how people can talk to her. So it was like it was it was the, doing the opposite of what I was hoping for. So I started. Um, uh, deleting them. Well, now I've t- I've got a new strategy, and that is I'm going to correct you publicly. I'm going to call you out publicly, and I'm going to make you own your shit. And then I'm asking all the other people that write all these really nice things, which is the majority of people that follow me. They write really nice things, and they're complimentary and they're respectful. And then I ask them to step in and do some teaching. And that's creating a different culture in my own little inner culture on social media. And so when, when and I, I've been putting call outs to men, especially to, to c- come in and uh, ask, you know, ask other men to behave, to step up and stop doing these things that make women feel like they've been dehumanized that that, you, that that's not going to work out well for you especially if what you really want in life is to be loved and to feel loving and to feel desired and respected and have a great relationship with somebody if you don't shift your thinking about women you're never going to have that you're always going to feel at odds it's it's such a again I end up going in circles because it is great when you're able to start to exert social pressure on on people who are misbehaving but we have so many other uh, examples of that occurring uh, in areas that we're not um, we don't feel are appropriate and the and the, a large groups of people start to exert social pressure like trying to recruit you for a religious group right. or or, or having strong beliefs about how um, uh, gay men should be treated. And they have large groups of people trying to, to push those agendas. And, and in some ways, you know, having these social groups is both helpful and can be harmful. So it's a slippery, slippery slope. You're recruiting people and you have strong beliefs. And again, maybe your 10,000 people will move with you 
to help uh, correct this problem, but just make sure that that it stays on track and doesn't uh, become uh, uh, self-destructive. You know, it's really, really fascinating how we move through these things. And I think it's an evolution. Things are changing. What was okay 200 years ago isn't the same right now. Right. And, uh, and social media has stirred that up. And we're seeing a lot of people who are misbehaving culturally based on the majority's beliefs. And uh, eventually they'll get the idea that it's not okay. You know, eventually. And and I hope that the the advertising agencies and the companies that are trying to use uh, objectification and sexualization to sell their products will get some feedback that that's not that's not working because that's actually undermining the movement of creating a more humane, respectful culture. And we can still be sexy. And I think this is this is the other the key I want to leave you with is you can still feel sexy, be sexy, act sexy, dress sexy, live sexy, and not be objectified. Objectification comes from another person thinking of you in a certain way. You don't think of yourself that way. I love dressing sexy and being sexy and feeling sexy. That is my sex energy. That's my passion for life. That's my birthright. Nobody else has the right to dehumanize me because of how I feel and who I am. That's the difference, is how we treat other people who are sexy. We need to celebrate sexy. It's an energy force that's really quite amazing and uplifting in many ways. But it's it's not to be but it's not to be disrespected or feared. We just have to understand that me dressing sexy says of everything about me and nothing about you. And that's the part that men haven't got the message or many men haven't who objectify if I'm sexy, I must want to have sex with you. No. Well, we had that no. comment earlier um, yeah. about a, a partner dressing sexy for the other partner. Sure. So that's okay. But then other people will identify with that other partner and wish that they were that partner being kind of seduced. And then that's you can, where more you can wish for that. Yeah. More confusion comes in. Right. But it doesn't, you know, you do have to keep those. The, the proper social etiquette is to keep that thought to yourself. Right. You know, learning learning what other people want to hear. And, and uh, you know, you'll go a lot further. I learned in class not to raise my hand when I didn't know the answer to the question. Never went well for me when I raised my hand and didn't know the answer to the question. But a lot of people will raise their hand not know the answer to the question, hope that the teacher will pick somebody else, <laughs> and then they'll have appeared as if they knew the answer to the question. So I, I think that you have, you know, it just gets so complicated. I go around and around. So Well, when, when I have to tell you, the other, my, one of my other pet peeves is when I'll put a picture up and guys put a whole bunch of eggplants and water squirts across the page and emojis. It's like, really? Yeah. I don't, you know, again... Your your erections are for you. Your orgasms are for you. I, I don't need to know about it. That's your personal life. You know, I don't really care. <laughs> so we've spent quite a bit of time going around and around on uh, sexualization. And we've and solved nothing. <laughs> well, I think I think it, it, it. You have to start asking yourself. You know, how would I like to be treated? Yes. Treat other people that way, and and just realize that there are some people out there that just haven't quite figured that out. 
and they don't feel like they have anything to lose. And so and, and social that's the problem. And social media is all humans. It's all human beings. It's not an abyss. You don't get to just mistreat people because it's social media. Social media is made up of me, me, you, you. So it's it's human beings and we have to treat each other better. If we can't treat each other better on social media, how the hell are we going to make a better world for each other? And that's that needs to be our goal. We need to raise our bar higher. So as we end the show today, um, just remember that this this life is brilliantly fabulous and short. So make it count. Uh, we just don't know how many days and minutes we have left. So make them all count. Be kind to each other. And uh, you want to make it count. Well, we're, we're going to have more sex for you and me. There you go. <laughs> so you want to laugh harder, love more, and kiss longer. And remember, every day you wake up, you're either an example or a warning. Which do you want to be? Thanks for uh, firing me up, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll take your seatbelt off now. <laughs> All right. We'll stay on um, on the social media for a few minutes afterwards. So until next week, have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week for The Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.